conversation topics that we're going to do. But there's a thing just happened where I had am, am bowing out uh, of a previous thing that I yes, yes. basically am priori- basically prioritizing recording this over doing another thing. Um, As you should. Yes, right? And and so we're recording this a bit earlier because of uh, travel and stuff. Um, and so I'd forgotten that I had already kind of committed to something else. But then I was like, oh, I'm recording with Melina. So I'm wondering, like, what, like... What's the excuse, or how how will you kind of bow out of something if you're like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but like I can't. I've already said, like, how will you kind of excuse yourself out of it in a way that's excusable? I've used the migraine card frequently. Well, yeah, that's the great thing about having. That's the maybe the <laughs> only great have thing invisible about illness. having a chronic disease that no one can prove is that I can say, yeah. oh, I'm you know feeling real not too not too great today, or oh, my arthritis is blah blah blah. And um, not that I advocate for or, um, you know, lie that often, but, um, but whatever, you can't prove it. So, um, so there's that. But I also don't ever fully commit to, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, especially if I know that I'm, I, it's not something I really want to do or whatever. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to check my schedule and just like yeah, never yeah, get yeah. back to no, the No, totally. So, yeah, you make the initial mistake of saying you'll do I something. I did. And this is the thing I've done before and I enjoy it just, I, I committed to it and I was like, I'm excited about it. And then I'd forgotten about it when we had been made these plans and like these plans were like, this is only the night we can really do this kind of. Yeah. So it was just one of those things I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta play that card, which yeah. I don't like doing because I feel like, you know, it, these are chronic illnesses that we have that are real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to play that card too much. And I always feel bad about playing that card, which makes me, and whenever I play the card, I then feel guilty when I actually am sick, mm-hmm. which is like this weird cycle. But Well, you've got to just use, I, I think about this whenever <laughs> I um, try to go park somewhere, you just have to use your karmic energy at the right times. Like yeah. the other day we were at Target, we went to Target, of course, at, on like mm-hmm. a Saturday afternoon. Oh, so it was God, like hell. banging. Right. Banging? Everybody, banging? everybody was there was hopping, it was banging. And <laughs> bumping. And like, you know, every handicap spot was open and I could have very easily parked there, but I was like having a pretty good health day. So I was like, all right, Melina, like this is not I have to like use my karmic energy oh, wow. at the right times, right? Like it, on a day whenever I actually am not feeling well, I'm gonna wish that there was a handicap spot somewhere and like maybe I've used up all my like good vibes and it like won't come true or something. I don't know, I'm a superstitious sort of person, I guess. Uh-huh. So I'm just trying to like, you, I guess you have to just sort of like be judicious about it or I Yeah, don't know. and then like try and be like, okay, now in my mind I owe you something. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. I gotta make it up to this person yeah. somehow. I need somehow. to do a thing. For sure. So that it kind of balances the scales out exactly in the yeah. universe. More mm-hmm. so from my own conscience. Yeah. Because I don't know if I believe in like the kind of uh, like take one, give one karmic energy. Mm-hmm. I do think that like our actions have consequences and they matter. Yeah. But I, I, that kind of comes from my, my, my own internal thing more yeah. than like a sense of, well, because of this, some, some shit's going to happen. Hopefully it doesn't in the next few weeks I'm traveling and sure. <laughs> doing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, and it's not even like so, and I, not that I believe like, all right, if I lie once, like something bad's going to happen to me mm-hmm. tomorrow or something like that. But it's just a like, I don't know, like a, just a trade off in the world that you make. Like yeah. if I just, if I parked every day in a handicapped spot and I, where I technically, legally, very yeah, well saying, could. Well, you see, know I'm, what I mean? I'm interested by that. Like you kind of, you have I the know. right to do it, but I you're do. using it as like, I'm only going to do it yeah. when I need it. Is it because there yeah. are those people who always need it and you don't want to necessarily take up a spot from them? Yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. Um, that's a big part of it, I think. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. 
I don't know what exactly what it is. Maybe it's like part like guilty conscious, like maybe I don't feel like I deserve it all the time or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, I was or, gonna say, is it some of that too? Yeah, it could be it could be part of that. Yeah, that I'm just like sort of masking in a in a like karma. I do sort of believe that like, you know, we we sort of give and take in this world and mm-hmm. like if you're just taking then that's yeah. you're, you're just reaping nothing but like negative oh, energies around you, I think. So it like there is an aspect of that, but there's certainly like I feel maybe a twinge of guilt for one reason or another. Yeah. No, totally. That's interesting. Have you ever... All right, this is now where... These are my confessions. These are my confessions. Okay. Um, fuck these questions. We're just going to get into confessional booth. Welcome to the confessional Welcome booth. Confession. That's going to be a spinoff. The Anthem yeah. confessional booth. <laughs> yes. Um, so have you ever played up because of this? And I, I know that, like, you're like, fuck you guys. You don't know what I'm going through. But mm-hmm. yet... It, it, it is hard to turn off the sense that people are kind of questioning whether or not our, our issues are valid because mm-hmm. they're invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, I guess more so than yours because, like, if you're walking. But I'm wondering because of that, will you ever park your hand gas on because you're having a bad day and a little bit play up the, like, I'm having a hard time moving? Not to Sorry, minimize yeah. at all what you're going through. No, no, that, no. That's real. But, 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 like, I will definitely put on sick voice if I'm calling somebody. Yeah. With a real migraine, I'm feeling like shit. Yeah. Yet I can... I can talk like a normal person if I need to, and yet if I'm calling to excuse myself from something, yeah. I will definitely not. I will not sound better, yeah. right? So I'm, right. I'm asking about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, short answer: Yes. Longer, <laughs> longer answer: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's it's um, hmm, it's more so to stave off the conversation that I dread, where like a stranger or someone comes up to me and they go. Hey, what are you mm-hmm. doing parking here? Hey, mm-hmm. is that really your handicap placard? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Do you look fine? Blah, blah, blah. It's to, like, stave off that conversation. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe if I sort of, like, walk a little slower, like, look like I'm walking with, like, kind of a limp or something like that, which, like, a lot of days I really do walk yeah. with a limp. Um, that, like, maybe if someone is watching me, they won't stop me or, like, try to call the police or some bullshit or something like that. So, um, yeah. But then some days I'm just thinking, I don't give a fuck. My doctor... Yeah. Attest to the fact that yeah. I have a disease that requires a handicapped yeah. placard and I have one. Yeah. And I'm displaying it properly and yeah. parking in a proper space. So and fuck I can you. fucking yeah. park here if I want to. You know yeah. what I mean? No, totally. So like some days it's like no, I totally get it. I, I feel like a badass, like I could probably handle that kind of uh, an interaction and some days I'm like, I really can't deal with that today and I need to just like yes. park closer to my door. And so I'm just going to like put on a little a little yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Yeah. And like it's funny, I I guess in the sense of like, I don't want to just deal with that today, is yeah. that so as also as a person who stutters, I am very, 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 very open about being a person who stutters. I don't try and hide it, avoid it, switch words, do anything, and that's part of my therapy. As a speech pathologist, I help people, you know, not fix stuttering, not smooth it over, not get rid of it, because I think that actually causes a lot more problems. Mm-hmm. Um Actually, I know that causes a lot more problems. Yeah. And anxiety. Um, personally and professionally. Well, yeah. not anxiety, just like physical tension and struggle. It limits your communication, joy, spontaneity, efficiency, all these other things it can limit. Yeah. This isn't the right venue for that because I can get off on a tangent about it. But there are some times, even still, well, I will, and I'll know, and I will, as kind of a recompense for it, kind of acknowledge it for myself, go, yep, I just did that. That was a thing where I will, I will 99.9% of the time will openly stutter if I'm not, I'm not trying to stutter, but if I'm g- 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 gonna be disfluent, just like right there, I'm not gonna do anything to try and impede it because actually that kind of makes it harder and I'm just gonna let myself stutter. However, there are times when I will fall back on all the little avoidance tricks that I teach my clients to not do 
just because I can see what will happen and I'm like, I don't have the energy to deal with this. Case in point, if I'm at a I was at a bar like a, maybe six months ago talking to this random person I was just chatting up with because mm-hmm. I will end up talking to somebody if I'm at a place, mm-hmm. talking to the bartender, talking to this random dude next to me. And I could just vibe that if I was to have a disfluency, he would make some kind of response, mm-hmm. which would make me feel like I am then obliged to say, by the way, I'm a person who stutters, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. that would then lead to a conversation, which would be an opportunity for me to advocate and educate. And those are all things that sure. I love doing. But it was a loud bar. I have a hearing loss. I was waiting for a friend. I just wasn't in the mood to go through that mm-hmm. or even risk going through all of that, which yeah. is not like a bad thing, but just like I wasn't in the mood to like, I was like, I just don't want to deal with that. So I did a little yeah. thing where I think I might have said um before that um word and just, sure. just to have, I did a little thing to avoid stuttering. Sure. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm recognizing that I did that. I did it in the moment. This is not a pattern that I'm trying to make. But yeah, I definitely will still do yeah. that just because I'm like in this moment right now. I just don't want to fucking deal with what might happen. Not even, yeah. like, the negativity of you laughing, because, like, I can deal with that, and, like, that doesn't shake me or give me shame anymore. Yeah. But more so the aftermath of, like, okay, I now have to, like, advocate and, like, educate yeah. you a little bit. And that is just something that yeah. sometimes I just don't want to have to deal with. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I mean, besides, like, you know, parking or, like, not, or, like, putting on and, like, you know, I don't know, us... Either avoiding yeah. or like leaning into exactly. our disability. Exactly, it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm exactly. Avoiding it versus you're kind of leaning into, which I right. will. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I feel the same way. Especially, um, uh, so a lot of my pain comes from my hands and my wrists, and so sometimes I'll have to wear a wrist brace. But sometimes I'll just I won't, or I'll take it off to avoid those sorts of conversations mm-hmm. when people go, "Oh no, oh what happened? Yeah, oh, how'd no, you do it? How'd you hurt yourself?" And then I go, "No, actually, I have arthritis. This happens all the time. It's fine. I just it makes me feel better." Blah blah blah. So yeah, I and, and that's a form of avoidance, but it's it's just a way of us like I think chronic illnesses are obviously a stressor on the body, mm-hmm. but also a stressor on the mind. And I've talked about this before about just like pure exhaustion and mm-hmm. having to like relegate how much of your energy you're you're willing to use on getting around or you know you with your your migraines like yes. getting up and like doing things versus mm-hmm. just like relaxing or like whatever it is. And doing like normal everyday things and yeah. the conversations we're willing to have and like how much mental capacity we're willing to exert on those things. Well, and this is an interesting thing also. I don't know this about, uh, about uh, I almost said Alzheimer's, Jesus, forgive oh, me. God. Arthritis. <laughs> I don't know this much about arthritis. Are there things that could trigger it, exacerbate it? Like if I do this thing tonight, tomorrow, I'm probably going to have a worse day. Are there things that are like that? If I drink this thing, eat this thing, are there things that are like sure. that? 100%. So yeah. there are, I'm sure there are days where you're like, fuck it. I, I, I want to do this Absolutely. thing and I'll risk it. Same thing for migraines where I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to stay up Absolutely. late. I want to do this thing at this bar. Who gives a shit? Like, I'll deal with it tomorrow when I do tomorrow. I have the medications. Yeah. And other times I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to do that because I know that I'm going to feel like shit if I do it later. Yeah. Like, like Bonnaroo. <laughs> we live in Tennessee. I God. Just the idea of Bonnaroo, I have a migraine thing on like the heat no, and the thanks. outside and the sleep People and up and eye and the, uh, the, oh, the I'm just like, I have a headache no. just thinking just about it. imagining. No, yeah, abs- absolutely. And, and it's funny because like the thing that I will not do because I'm like, fuck it, I'll deal with the consequences mm-hmm. is take my medication. I, I think I've talked about this before. We're mm-hmm. like, I will just not take it because I'm tired, don't want to do it. I have to give myself a weekly shot. It's oh, wow. uh, it's really annoying. I mean, it's yeah. not hard and I don't mind giving myself a shot. I don't mind needles and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, sometimes we'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to not. And I know I'm going to hurt the next day or the day after that or maybe for two weeks straight I'll hurt, whatever. But it's like, 
it's just like matters of like taking control. I just feel like sometimes I'm out of control uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to my health. And so it's just like, but yeah, it, or some, yeah for a long time, um, beers used to give me headaches. Oh, wow. Um, and, and then like the headache would just like reverberate through my body. But I, some nights I'd just be like, fuck it, I want a beer. Yeah, same thing for whiskey <laughs> you know? for even a while. Right, yeah. Recently, knock on wood. Um, whiskey or bourbon or scotch hasn't really triggered yeah. it for a little bit it did if I had one I'd be like fuck yeah. and I was like god damn it but I love like occasionally yeah. having a nice whiskey and I was like okay what am I you know, I gotta really almost like space this out and like try it off like schedule guy. schedule it schedule, yeah, yeah. okay whiskey tonight hurt tomorrow yeah. I feel better can I day. afford to feel better tomorrow yeah. is there obligations so I have to get up yeah yeah, or can I get out of something tomorrow by yes. using my oh, disease oh a million <laughs> times yes about that oh hell yeah yeah it's, it's it's just interesting. Like when you're living is. with things, and like again, for me specifically, like there are people who have migraines so much fucking worse than me, and there are people who deal with so much fucking worse than me when it comes to those things. But like your life is your life, and you can't compare it to other people's. And so yeah. you just like it's interesting, like the things you have to go through, and just you know what I've been thinking <laughs> about a lot recently. And I like, welcome to talking chronic illness, mm-hmm. but I saw some post on Instagram that was like um, requiring children or requiring students or whoever to have doctor's notes whenever they're sick is ableist. Yeah. And I was it's like, also classist in a well, way, too. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, this was my biggest problem in high school because I would often be like late in the mornings because mm-hmm. mornings are really hard for me and stuff yeah. like that. And it was always like, where's your doctor's note? Where did I'm like, every the, time my fucking doc- wrist hurts, I don't go to my rheumatologist. Like, yeah, that right? doesn't make any sense. I take my medicine. I do an ice pack or, you know, whatever. I have other things to do. But I was like, that's not how this works. And this is a class. Like, you think I'm going to fucking cash in my copay every time my wrist mm-hmm. hurts to go see my doctor? No. So this is a classist version of what you think illness looks like. And it's an ableist version because it's your, as an able-bodied person, I'm assuming, vision of, like, what sick people do to take care of themselves, which mm-hmm. is go to the doctor. Yeah. That's- I guess with something like arthritis or migraines, you could have a letter at the beginning of the school year saying, this is a real thing. Yeah. You know, but Ultimately, sometimes, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's what I, what's why I ended up having to do and I had to do for all kinds of things in my life is have some sort of like notarized like letter from my doctor stating that I really am sick in this one way or whatever the fuck. Just like, fine. Um, but now I work for, you know, higher education administrator and um, we... Is that me? Am I making that? Sound? Yeah, it's I think you. so. Every time I lean on my desk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sorry, listeners. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but every time, you know, we often hear from students who are struggling academically, and it's mm-hmm. usually due to issues that they're having, um, you know, mentally or socially or yeah. emotionally or whatever. Oh, yeah. And we require them to have some sort of documentation from either the like clinical staff here at the school or from their own like personal doctors stating that they actually do have the illness or the you know reoccurring like uh, you know mental troubles or whatever to attest to that fact to like give them you know the accommodations that they need in order to do x y and z which like in a lot of ways and according to the law like documentation for accommodations is often really necessary but sometimes it's like it's just like little leniencies that they're asking for and i'm like we're asking these students to jump through the many hoops that like full-grown adult i mean they're adults but like full-grown middle-aged adults will hardly like jump Mm -hmm. through in order to get themselves help and we're asking them to navigate that while also being a full-time student and like prove to us that you have depression and that's why you didn't get your work done and that's why you couldn't mm-hmm. go to your final last week or whatever. Um, so it, I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. And I guess on the other side, or I guess you could say, not in defense of this, but you could say it is good at least that there are accommodations. It isn't like yes. tough shit. 
<clears throat> you know, Absolutely. like sorry, oh you're depressed. Oh well, well sorry, you should have gotten it done somehow. Absolutely. You know, at That's least certainly there are. The upside. Yeah, yeah. And in hopes, <laughs> and it's also sort of in hopes that like they're doing something about it because college is not the place to like. That's another thing. Sorry, welcome to talking college. Or like <laughs> students who have accommodations in high school come to college and think, hey, new year, new me. I don't need those old accommodations. Mm-hmm. And I like a new place, yeah. new time. I'm just yeah. starting fresh. And it's like, no, it, this is also in hopes that like they are going on and meeting with the professionals that can help them and that will continue to help them during their four years here mm-hmm. so that they can be successful. And uh, yeah, it's it's it is. It's a it's a trade off. It's like I feel good that they're getting those accommodations, but it also sort of as someone who also had to like seek out those accommodations and always provide this like documentation from various professionals. It's like frustrating that you don't yeah. won't just take my word for it. Or no, like, totally you can't just see that like I can't walk to class. That's no, totally. why I didn't come. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like with the people who who poo poo accommodations are like, oh, we're giving people a free pass. It's like it's not like we're giving you an A without doing anything. Right. Like there was a person who we were both mutually friends with. Um, in, in college who had a severe episode of depression um, who had to just kind of, his whole academic life fell apart. Yeah. And he you know was in, in his bed and just couldn't do anything. And he ended up leaving school and is doing other things. And like, it isn't like the school we went to was like, okay, great, like, because you have this, you just don't have to worry about your classes. Yeah. They were like, well, we recognize it's a thing. However, there are still, you still have like expectations. Yeah. And like, we're not saying it's your fault. We're not saying that like you're a deadbeat because of this. Yeah. At the same time, this might not be the right place for you. For and sure. I don't think that's discrimination. I think as long as you're kind of working yeah. with the person to help f- figure no, it out. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely right. <laughs> Good talk. We kind of got into it. We you know, I didn't expect, but yeah, we just. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> We're interesting people, I've got to say. Yeah, we just live <laughs> such complicated and amazing and colorful lives. <laughs> Um, I don't know why I thought of this. It's being I'm getting into it, I guess. So, do you listen to WTF ever? No. Okay, I love it, and I love Mark Maron. I don't listen to all of them, but if I'm interested in the person who's interviewing, I listen to it. And I think he's funny, and I love his outlook and all that stuff. And the most recent episode that came out yesterday, as of recording, so Monday, mm. was uh, David Lee Roth, uh, yeah. the lead singer of Van Halen. Yeah. He is a true, like, maniac. And this, con- I'm 20 minutes in, and it's like, hold down to, hold on to your seats. It's like, he asked him, like, so do you travel much? And he's like, well, you know, and he's just like going off this pure tangent. And then Mark, okay, he's like, Mark's trying to reel him in. And he's into it. He's like, I tried to reel him in and we got some stuff into it, but it's just, it's a, it's a trip when you're talking to him. And like, he's doing all stuff about like the McDonald's like look where you're looking at your coins and looking up when you're traveling. And Mark's like, so what's that do with travel? Like, we're like, yeah, like where, where are we going? Trying to go, yeah, I'm trying try to follow you. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know how, like, it just, that's interesting. It's like the kind of, you just go off on down the rabbit hole sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you find something fun. that's the fun of this podcast, that's yeah. That's right. Well, everybody, speaking of, of fun, this is a fun episode. Um, welcome back to the Ethical Butchers. Butchers. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, season two, episode twelve, Tome Wan, which is yes. Oh my gosh, we all know what this is. Tome Wan is whenever you put just just a dash, just a dash, just of, a dash. of paprika on <laughs> That's some a common Japanese spice grilled corn. What? And uh, yeah, you just put on some grilled corn. You know, you throw you throw the corn on the grill a little bit, put some paprika on it, and um, and then you serve it. With a side of 
Gummy bears. Great. That's exactly right. I don't know how you get this every week. Every time I'm right. Every time you're right. I know. Just, just, just tell the people. You know yeah. what? Don't even read your notes. That's <laughs> don't even works. read that. It might also be a miso-based vegetable soup served with rice. No. That is the second to last course before dessert. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't, it can't be right. That it's gotta be. be right. It's gotta be paprika corn with gummy bears. Yeah, <laughs> I think you looked at the wrong <laughs> website. Only Black Forest gummy bears, because <laughs> that's the only brand they have in Japan traditionally. Yeah, that's exactly. Can't, <laughs> there's no Haribo there, unfortunately. No, no Aribo. Um, great. So let's get into it. Any. We got some Twitter action. Yeah, and, because... And this goes into eating shit for myself yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, I... absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> it does. So last episode, there was the very contentious, mm-hmm. hotly debated, yet ultimately revered rust slash orange shirt. Slash copper. Some people say copper. copper. I think burnt orange is that the... That burnt orange that Hannibal wears... Um, in maybe the majority of the episode, he's wearing it in so many scenes. It's wild. Um, I loved it. You hated it. I, I threw it to our Twitter followers and, and universal and, and, and the acclaim. People, the the fanables <laughs> of the world, and I said, "What do you think?" Yes, near universal yeah. acclaim. Yeah, uh, I think it, it sums up. It is summed up the best by Amber Van Helsing, who said. Dad looks great. I yeah, and I love that 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 we refer to him as Dad. I always forget that, and I'm like, "Yep, that's exactly yeah. right." Yeah. Okay. I, someone said retro, and then that's exactly the case. I showed it to my mom, thinking yeah. that she would be like, this is ugly. And she was like, as a child of the 70s, I can't hate it. And exactly. I was like, okay. okay." Well, here's I a, said that. Yeah, yeah no, but here's a qualifier. I got nothing against 70s attire, like Anchorman, like the, the big lapel, like the, and the orange, and sure. the burnt umber. But it, it, it only looks good in the 70s. Or like the late 60s, mm. like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is coming out. That's going to have a lot mm. of that, I feel like. Can't wait. But like, I'm afraid to tell you that that vibe and that look is like coming back hard, okay. especially when in women's fashion. Was it back in 2014 in Baltimore? <laughs> like, no. That's the thing. Okay, I I recognize that I am I am an iconoclast in, mm. in this, and I'm going to now cast myself as the yes. the like embattled minority voice. Yes, you're the <laughs> leper of the fanable community. I guess so. I, it, I didn't vibe with it. It was, I think, an orange shirt is insane. And I, I, I just, I, I wasn't feeling it. And I love that it's out there because I love when things are out there. But it just, it just, it felt, it felt so out of character for him for me. I don't know. The red and the blues and the. We've seen him it, wear everything else. I know, but orange though. is orange. It's just, it's orange. I don't know. I'm going to stand by the fact that it wasn't for me, and I'm recognizing that I'm in the minority, and I'm going to own that. Yes. I'm not going to say that I've been convinced, just like, what was it, last week when we were like, men who were like, I would do the same thing over again. I stand by my, I stand. I'm not saying that everyone is wrong. I'm saying that I disagree with everybody, and I recognize that I'm in the minority. It's still not for me. Um, I could feel myself, though. This is me kind of like wanting to be a people pleaser. I could see as the tweets were rolling in. Mm-hmm. I could hear my brain starting to say, it isn't that bad, is it? Mm-hmm. I could try and sell myself on it. And then I was like, no, just stick with your gut on this one because, wow. it, it, you know, I'm a white man and my gut's always right. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Put Society that on, is built on that. Put that on Jack's tombstone, Please y'all. don't. Please don't. <laughs> and I say that for you who don't know me so far. Like, that's fully in jest. But um, yeah, yeah, it just—it's uh, just—it's not for me. I know your mom even liked it. 
She did. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you were <laughs> you were uh, you were outvoted on that one. You were outwit, outvoted, outvoted, outlasted, outwit. Outvoted, I was yeah. Outlasted, my my tiki outwit. torch was outwit. like snuffed by what's outplay, his face. Outlast. That's what it is. Yeah. Is that just, is Survivor still on? It probably is. So I is Big Brother. So. I don't know who the fuck watches these shows. Um, people, like oh people's ants, like people's ants in like yeah. suburbia or exurbia. Love that shit. I thought I saw that the most. Oh, it's Real World. I think the most recent ep- or season Real of World? Real World is being like streamed wow. on Facebook oh, Live. Amazing. Or um, something. Of like course that? it is. I, I was love like, that. Wow, that is like the true evolution of. Of Real course. World, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't judge any people's TV show pr- proclivities. No. My wife and I love The Challenge. We love mm-hmm. Below Deck, mm-hmm. Bachelorette, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I would never, will never judge anybody's TV, TV tastes. No, no. That's, you know, high brow, low brow, whatever you're yeah. into, no brow. I don't Great. care. Cool. Yeah, cool. And you can like both brows. I'm watching, I'm re-going through Deadwood right now, and it's amazing. That's one of the best shows ever, and I'm also loving Below Deck, so you can like both. I think what's like the lowest brow show right now that I watch that I enjoy? Probably, I don't know, is Drunk History low brow? I I guess. Like, Comedy Central, I feel like, is like a different... Yeah, it's a different, different playing field. Claws. I watch Claws. I don't know what that is. So, Ooh, yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, what is it on TNT? No. What? A, what? Nisi Nash. It's about a group of nail artists in Florida who become wow. like, like basically oh, drug yeah. lords and like. Yes, I've I've seen that. Yeah. It's. It looks. Low it looks great. Brow, but it is so funny. It is so stupid. Great. It's amazing. Great. Nisi Nash is like. Y'all need to get on board of Nisi Nash. What was that other show she was in? Like, where like, like, was like, like Scream Queens? Was that Scream Queens? That yeah. shit. I never finished it, but I was I like, I'm on board for it this. It got too much for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it got it, too much. Like, it's a lot. I'm, I'm into the Ryan Murphy like world and American Horror Story. Like, I dig that yeah. Scream Queens. I was like, this is y'all crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was in for the crazy for a little bit, and then I fall yeah. off. Just like I do every single yeah. fucking show. Still haven't watched Stranger Things season two. Still haven't watched Sabrina season two. I mean, sorry, Stranger Things season three. Oh, Stranger Things. No, that, me neither. I haven't watched. I haven't watched Sabrina out, season two yet. And it's been months. I just like oh, don't get that. around to watching shows. I think it's like having weird like. Remember way back you said you don't finish shows because you don't want to end. Correct. For me, I have like a weird like fear of commitment no, knowing only that like this is the show that's good and it's yeah. gonna suck me in for a little bit and I'm not emotionally timed just world ready to like yeah. dive in so instead I'll just watch the same season two episode of West Wing again because I need something sure. that like I can tune out and like cut halfway through yeah I do and that I too. see a season of Sabrina and I'm like this is gonna be a thing and I'm gonna like it but I'm gonna need to commit some time to it and I'm not ready to do that yet okay so I'm not gonna I watch told, it yet <laughs> I told my therapist the other day that I did that thing where I don't finish Shows where I like watch up to like uh-huh. the last episode and I don't finish. I thought he was gonna slap me in the face. He couldn't believe it. I was like, I still haven't seen like the last maybe four, three or four episodes of The Sopranos. And he was like, I think he was speechless. I've only um, watched like the first three episodes of The Sopranos. Loved it. I just never again. Like I will fall off shows. Just not like I lose track and I, yeah. I'll just get busy with something else. That's fair. But well, it's great. Let's, let's stay on track of this. Yes, show. let's. <laughs> yes, if we let's. Can. Okay, so let's dive in. That was really the only housekeeping thing. Let's kill some people. Who you got? Oh, man. Oh, darn. I didn't even think, really, about this. I do this every week. You go first, because I, okay. need, I need to I also I need didn't really think about it. I mean, there's so much shit in the news, and I'm like, I don't know, Brett Kavanaugh again for the, for the thing, <laughs> I whatever. I know, for whatever he did, yeah. So I'm going to do something that just was based off one text I got from a close friend okay. who works in New York. 
And she said someone decided to microwave a whole, like, fish dish in the newsroom. She works for a big news company. Yeah. In the big whole, like, bullpen. Someone in, like, the staff break room is, like, on the side of the newsroom. Microwaved, like, a whole fish dinner. This is, like, at, like, 8 p.m. when the whole evening news is coming on. And she's like, who does that? And I was like, that's, I feel like that's a great. (sighs) Oh. (laughs) That's, like, a given. You should know just, like, basic. (laughs) So I loved that. Yes, Hannibal would be like, oh, I'm glad someone's eating fish, but, like, could it not be right here while could I'm busy? only needs to be in a giant bunt cake of gelatin. <laughs> That's how I eat my fish. Your laugh cracks me up. In a bunt cake of gelatin that I made myself, mind you. Man, okay, okay, Ruth, who's been rude? Who's been bad this week? Who deserves a spanking? What's up? What's oh. good? Um... I guess maybe the Supreme Court for ruling that, well, I guess the majority of the Supreme Court for ruling that gerrymandering can't be, what was it, like, essentially, they, they can't do anything about gerrymandering yeah, because it's awful. like, it's hard to tell when something becomes, when a, a gerrymandered district becomes prejudiced and when it doesn't, like, the court can't decide that. So basically, like, you can gerrymander the fuck out of whatever you want was yeah. basically their decision. It's awful. Um, that's dumb. That's the kind of shit that's going to reverberate through, like, politics for decades. And it's going to make this next year's census so fucking crucial. Oh, I think the census thing was what I was going to talk about. That's what I forgot. They ended up turning the right way on the census, though. The census thing was... I know, but have you heard... But then Trump wants to, like, executive order it. like, some other... Someone else was like, oh, there's another way, yeah, but they won't, like, provide... Speaking of our president, I do want to raise our glass to, um, the brave members of the Continental Army who defended Newark Airport... Um, after the against. Battle of Valley Forge against Cornwallis of Yorktown, they took what the airports. Happening? They took BNA. <laughs> oh, yeah. They took Logan. Um, oh, you know, yes. God bless their. God bravery. bless those those brave men and women they just who came stomping stood down the tarmac. Firm. You know, we think about the Battle of Ticonderoga, but no one talks about the Battle of Dulles International Airport. No, no one does. Why? <laughs> it was know? so brave, though. You know. Fife and drum yeah. corps, right on the tarmac. Oh, here they come, just uh, coming and cruising that was altitude. Wild. Um, it's a he's a nutcase. That was wild. I had a like nightmare. Do you ever like? Okay, I, I, <laughs> I catastrophize a lot, and I had this I, I had this thought the other day where I was like, Trump is a nightmare. Twenty twenty is coming. Okay, let's say we get a Democrat in office. Boom. Okay, great. Okay, great. 2024, he runs again and gets reelected. I was like, he's probably going to be like 90 years old, but it doesn't matter because this evil creature is going to live forever. So he's going to his veins are like are like solid like uh, Big Macs, and he like just can't even die anymore. And he he gets reelected in 2024, and like my heart rate skyrocketed, and I was like, all right, never mind, Molina. Wow, I'm not even looking at 2024. I'm like 2024. Let's just get there. I know, I'm so worried. That's I can't just, even begin you know, to tell you how they, they rammed the ramparts, and they saw, like, Fort McGendry. Like, he's just, I don't know what's crazier. The the airports one or the War of 1812 references. I don't know which is crazier. And they're both insane in different this ways. This was during his, like, July 4th speech. His July 4th speech yeah. that got rained out for an hour, and then he did it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, We live in a nightmare scenario here, yeah. my friends. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So let's get started into this episode. Let's actually get started. Let's, get, let, let's dive in. Um, so Will is in therapy. Okay, so this scene, let me say, is the epitome of the lighting design in this entire season, mm-hmm. which is what I like to call MBB, 
nothing but backlight. I can't yes. see shit can't. this well, entire episode. Well, yeah. I mean, later there's the Will and Hannibal, like, face on face where you're like, you literally can't you see literally anything. You literally can't because it's like, it's like tunnel vision. Yeah, it's right. like behind his head. But I have like, again, max lighting on my phone trying Me to too. see. And I was like, I can't see. <laughs> what is this, Game of Thrones? <laughs> the Battle of Winterfell? I, I was like, I love it, but I also can't, like, I hate that the only lighting being emitted in this scene is from the fire that's in the distance behind Will. So that's the only, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to. My eyesight is going to go bad just watching this show. I have a note that I can't figure out what the fuck I was writing. What I think it says is, what would be your thesis of my Ming? Any ideas what I was trying to write there? Nope. Great. What would be your thesis of my mind? Yeah, there we go. Didn't they say that? I think your so. Your picture of my mind or... Because they're just like talking about like how they how they're alike and they see each they're other's alike. minds. You can be yeah. Because Hannah was talking about how yeah they're the same and how Will could deceive how Will could deceive him and be deceived by him and he's like I'm not deceiving you blah blah blah. Well then they're like why did you tell Mason to try and kill me? And then Will throws back the Hannibal line. I was curious to see what would happen. Yes, we hear that a couple times. Hannibal's like into that. He's like, all right, this is fun. We're playing games. Yeah, because he's like, all right, like we are alike. Um, I was also curious. And then of course we're hit with. The he rude. He says, <laughs> Hannibal says, Mason is discourteous, blah, blah, blah. Whenever feasible, one should always try to eat the rude. Hell yeah. Discourtesy is unspeakably ugly to me. Unspeakably ugly. That's like, was yeah. the last episode where he throws his fucking jacket and he's like lying down? And this yeah. episode, Mason's just trolling him. Yeah, yeah. As he's <laughs> going through and he's like, garbage, garbage. Shit, garbage. shit, this is okay. It's like, it's amazing. Free range rude. So, so it's interesting. I wrote, who's leading this session? Because there's times when Will is driving the questions. Yes. And I know Hannibal's always in control, which is uh, something mm-hmm. that's stated later in the episode. But mm-hmm. like, there's a feeling at some moments in this scene when it's it's not... Will asking questions yet Hannibal's the therapist when there's a sense of mm-hmm. Will is kind of pushing him along or leading him. Yeah, I would agree. It's a they've they've come to a point where they're still patient and, and therapist, but they are also comrades, as yeah. the allusion to Patrocles and Achilles would oh, Will reference. Yeah. yeah. They're also comrades and they are like true equals, especially now that like there's this assumption that they're both killing and eating and murdering and loving it and loving each other and uh. um so yeah no i agree that there was um there was a strange familiarity between each other in this episode even like later on whenever will like walks right up to hannibal's desk and like walks behind him and mm-hmm. is like sort of pacing and like casing out his place like not in a not that he's going to do anything but it just felt like he was sort of of ownership of hannibal's space in the same way that hannibal oh, was yeah. there was a it was an equality there. Definitely. Um, I just, I had, have you seen Fast Time is Rage Model High? No, I don't think I so. had that one of the songs from that, I can't remember who it was by now, but she's got to be somebody's baby, mm-hmm. um, which might come in the costume segments later. Because when he goes, if he's a pig, he's going to be somebody's bacon, he's got to be somebody's bacon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. he's got to be somebody's bacon, and he's all right, dude, he's going to be somebody's own night. Whatever. Um, <laughs> no, I was on board. Um, um, right, and then Will is, imagine, is imagining because Hannibal is like, "Oh, imagine what you'd like to see happen." Thinking, I mean, they're talking about Mason mm-hmm. or assuming there's like this unsaid vagary, right? Exactly. Um, and Hannibal says, "Close your eyes and imagine what you'd like to see happen," or whatever. And he sees 
Hanny in the straight jacket hanging from the the hanger. Yeah. Slices his neck open. Yeah. And there's like stares cold eyed at him yeah. as he's draining out. Stone face. And there's that piano music that comes in. It's like sweet Always. piano music and like a smile. Yeah, I mean that was that was scary, but it was beautiful. Just the like blood dripping mm-hmm. off his like bare feet and oh yeah, yeah, it was um, creepy. And because I mean, and up until last episode, we thought, oh boy, they sure are murder murder daddies now. Mm-hmm. But then we realized. Will's playing the, Will's playing the, the other double game. Agent exactly. And, and, right, exactly. So that's what he really wants us to see Hannibal go down. Yeah. Um, and then then it's the credits. And then it comes in. Yeah, this is Mason judging the drawing. This is amazing. Yeah. He's just like, bullshit, bullshit. This is fine. <laughs> All right, garbage, fine. garbage. I love Hannibal just like slipping the little shiv in his like sleeve he's like something might go it's down like, it's not a shiv it's it might a, be he fashioned scal- it out scalp he fashioned it out of a toothbrush from the yeah <laughs> from the like the prison store um don't worry about it um but yeah yeah skipping is like scalpel into his sleeve like yes. some shit might go down i gotta have a blade ready okay this is this is again um Messes A plus acting. So good. So good. First, I want to say I was trying to take outfit notes in this scene, and once again, I could not see anything. So I only have like when we get to that segment, I only have like two or three outfit notes because I could not see anything. So I got to know what Mason was wearing, but I didn't. I only yeah. sometimes get with what know, Hanny's wearing. Yeah, exactly. I was really oh, whatever. I was. It's fine. Um, but so. Mason, right, has gotten this sort of like whisper in his ear from Will saying mm-hmm. that Hannibal's actually the real threat and like you should kill him before he kills you or whatever. So he shows up and that's why Mason's being a bullshit piece of shit. And he walks over behind Hannibal and like whips out this knife and puts it like right up to his neck. And Hannibal couldn't look no. less bothered. He's not flinching. He's like, At, bitch, uh, what do you think you're going to do What right is now? happening? Right. Papa's uh, knife. Like Papa's knife. What do you think? Yeah. Like, okay. He's like, oh, who's fat? Are you, are you gonna, gonna check measure? my fat? And he's like, yeah. It'll take more than a poke to get you to squeal. <laughs> and he's like stabbing the yeah, chair. Yeah, but then he goes over to the chair and stabs the arm of it in Hannibal's face. There are like so many gifts of this. Hannibal's face is like, bitch, what? Like eyebrows raised a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was like, wait, don't. Don't, yeah. you know, he, this is my space. Don't stab my yeah. shit, man. Which is exactly why Mason's doing this. He's fucking yeah. with Hannibal. Like, yeah. at first I was like, oh, he's just like a like a clueless. But I think I was giving, I wasn't giving enough credit. Like, when I, previous episode, when Mason, like, threw his jacket down and laid down, I was like, oh, he's just a boorish, oh, right. clueless asshole. But no, he's, like, calculatedly yeah, fucking with he Hannibal. Yeah. He gets it. He's what Hannibal is. He's how precise he is. And he's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I'm going to try and provoke you into something. I'm right. going to try and fuck with you. And Hannibal's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's but like, he's so like, rude. he sits in Hannibal's chair and puts his yeah. feet up on his desk. Yes. How could you? How could you? And he's like, we're playing chicken. He's like, I always play chicken with Margot. Don't tell her that I'm playing, though. And he's like, he's looking at chicken. I'm really fucking good at chicken. <laughs> he didn't say fucking good at chicken, but he might as well. Might as well have. Um... Yeah, like that. I love that scene. That that scene was so funny. I think that oh, what's his name, Michael Pitt? I think his name is. I, I so. should have fucking pulled it up. I pulled it up later, and then I forgot about it. And I'm not gonna take the time to Google it right now as we're talking. Uh-huh. He, I, he's such a cartoon. Like I feel like it's been a critique. Right. I feel like of his portrayal that, that he's like cartoonishly evil. Yeah. But I kind of love that. 
That's like good I love critique. Yeah, I know, but the more I'm thinking about it this episode, like his insanity this episode especially, yeah. I kinda love it. Like I'm into bold, broad strokes performances sometimes. As long sure. as it's not like a like racial or ethnic stereotype broad strokes performance, which I don't think he's is. He's just like I'm fucking crazy. Yeah. And as an actor, he's like, he's going for it and just like being crazy. Yeah. I love that. I'm like, all right, I'm into this. Like later, he's like laughing and screaming because he's high. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's it. I really couldn't wait like, for that scene to be over. Oh, it was so fuck great. Yeah. I loved me. it. And he, when he stabbed me the chair, he's like, oh, look at me. Oh, send me the bill. Ah! I was just like, hell yeah. He was getting really great, which I guess is the point. It was for him to like grate on your nerves. If he was lovable, then we wouldn't. Care no, exactly. And like with that episode kind of shows that he's playing this up. I feel yeah. like his his neutral isn't this. He's like, oh, I'm gonna well, be a crazy been, fucking person. I mean, his like key characteristic is that he is untouchable in every way. Every Financially, way. like emotionally and like physically and, and mm-hmm. everything like that. So yeah. why not just be a pure asshole? Well yeah, and like that's how he gets off with the little kids and the suffering. He loves to taste suffering. Like he yeah. is a pure psychopath and that like I sure. love to piss people off I find their buttons whether it's a kid making him cry whether yeah. it's Hannibal just being kind of rude and, and just like un- undecorous yeah. like I'm just gonna I know what your button is I just know what your button is and I'm going to fucking push it <laughs> oh to be bold yeah um, uh, and then it's just Margot getting dressed ugh yeah she and, is and donezo it, I wrote it's <laughs> Well, I mean, this is just a dark scene with her talking to to Will and Hannibal and talking about the scar that makes him laugh purposely on her body, to which, again, like, what sort of medical staff was like, oh, sure, yeah, we'll leave a whole big old scar yeah. on a human body for you. Like, Yes, that, that was our be, question. Like, who are these people? Who are these people? And how much <laughs> did he pay them, I guess? Yes. That's question. Um, um, but yeah, and so, and they're like, oh, just survive them, just move on and survive. Yeah, moveon.org, like, get, True. like, that's like, what is that maximum? I can't remember who says it first, but like, the, what is it, a life well lived is the best revenge? You know yeah, that saying? Yeah, something like that, right, yeah. Do you buy that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, exactly. What is, I mean, yeah, I do. I do. I think yeah, so. Yeah, it's like taking the power back from somebody by saying, no, I'm going to live yeah. my life. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm not going to give in. I'm going to move on. And that's my revenge is I'm just going to, I'm not going to let you bring me yeah. down. Because I do think those, I think, you know, feelings like resent and revenge and stuff only eat at the resentful. Like they only eat at you. Mm-hmm. Really, They're not going to do anything to the person you resent. So exactly. you might as well just And like, it's the abuser continually winning. It's yeah. them continuously getting at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like they said, they, you know, moving on is the biggest rebuke you could yeah. possibly do right move now. Move on. Move on. Uh, this next scene with Jack and Will is so satisfying. Because we've been talking yes. for episodes. Okay, who's with who? And who is on what side? And what does Jack know? And what does Will know? Yes. And is Will actually becoming a murder daddy? Or is it... And then we had the reveal with Freddie Lowndes being alive. Okay, wait. You know, Jack's playing chess too. Great, yes. Just them spelling it out. I know it's all exposition, but I don't give a fuck. It was so nourishing to yeah. have them in a room just not... Just saying it. Saying it. Just, <laughs> to have anyone in the show just saying, saying it. It was so satisfying. <laughs> because we all... Were, that's why it has knocked mm-hmm. stars down or, you know, whatever, our, our rating down in the past is just this talk and, like, metaphor and analogy and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And, yeah, for them just to be like, 
I told you I was a good fisherman. Like, I'm trying to catch him in either a, about to kill yeah. Mason or actually killing him. He's then not giving me shit him. to work with. He's speaking in vagaries right. because he knows that, because he doesn't fully trust me yet. Like, right. you're kind of laying out, okay, here's where we are. Here's this, here's that. Yes, exactly. And then, okay, for a moment, whenever Jack was like, oh, I'm a good fisherman too. And he was like, here, follow me. I was like, what are you going to do? Show show oh. him show him Freddy? Because like he already knows oh. that Freddy's alive. I love when Jack's like, I'm also a good fisherman. And I'm like, you are? <laughs> when well, do you fish? Well, that's what I thought. That's why I thought he was referring to Freddy. He was bitching Freddy. about ice fishing earlier in the season. No, like, not actual <laughs> fishing. But I thought he was referring to Freddy. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he, you can't be showing him Freddy. And then we see... Bedelia! Bedelia! The Murray. Ah. Beautiful. So beautiful. Beautiful. Um, So beautiful. Right before we talk about that, though, I just love Jack being like, my ass is on the line here, too, motherfucker. Like, I'm going out on a limb. He references uh, Cynthia Nix, and he's like, I've told the OIG... Um, All they need to know, but they don't fucking know that you've killed somebody. Oh, and I miss Cynthia. Muto, I mean, right? <laughs> I would love Cynthia to be like with like the cave bear, be like, what the fuck is this, Jack? Yeah. Really? What is this? <laughs> you've, you've gotten Will Graham to mutilate this person? Am I? Right. I'm not, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Oh, I miss Cynthia Nixon. What is she um, doing now? Like in real life? In real life? Doing? I don't know. She's she just okay? like, she's probably an she activist. She like lost her race. She'll show, up, she'll show up and endorse somebody at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably. She'll become yeah. she'll become a player at some point, and she'll endorse somebody. Yeah, I sure. think she's she's like I don't know if she's working right now, acting wise. She's just like no, doing her I thing. Think she's yeah, doing good. Good. Doing her. her thing. But yeah, holy shit! This reveal of Delia is amazing. Um, and she is. I just love her for so many reasons. Yes. But I love every time she's talking to someone because the first time she's talking to Jack, and mm-hmm. the second time she's talking to Will. Whenever she's like still sitting in that FBI room. No, right? it's Will then Jack. Okay, either yeah. way. She, I half expected her to go. Like she was talking what? like a fucking like parcel Do you think she was like, uh, like what's her face in Godric's Hollow was actually Nagini inside the like bodysuit? Because the whole time she's like, you think oh. Hannibal doesn't know your plan? Oh, I wrote, this is slow. So slow. Hannibal is. I was like, girl, that's yes, too fast. You better milk. You think Hannibal doesn't know your plan? <laughs> you think he's not in control? <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> I, know. I was like, girl, you better milk these scenes. Yeah, she's crushing it. And I, I love Julian yes. Anderson. I still need to watch Sex Education. Uh, oh, I haven't watched it either, but yeah. I, I know that great. I like There's so many things I'm like, I know I like this. Yeah. I can't. I'm not willing to commit yet to something. Obviously. Um, um, but yeah, so he's, so wait, I thought, no, I thought it was Jack first because she's talking about her dead patient. No, that, that's Will who's just down with her for oh, this. Oh, it's Will and Jack's in the other, he's Jack, watching yeah, through watching, the mirror. And then he comes in later and he's like, so you got your immunity. That's right. That's yeah, later. Because she's talking, she's talking about her, the patient that died. We all know the story. Like somehow Hannibal's involved. The patient died, swallowed his tongue. She says that she killed him. The tongue wasn't attached. The, the tongue time. wasn't attached at the time, which is like, hmm. Um, and but Hannibal manipulated her into doing it, not coercion. Yes, he convinced convinced her because that's the thing. He didn't coerce her. He didn't do anything that's legally. We'll put. It, right. He just suggested. Right. Suggested, and then you think you want to do this? Yeah, you think it's the only thing you can yes. do? Yes. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is dark. Oh, it's so dark. He just influences you and gets in your fucking head. Wow. Um, 
I wrote, she's laying down some hard truths. Yes. She's like, you don't know how deep in this shit you are. You think you're going to get, you think you're about to catch this motherfucker? Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think she, she yeah, she's talking about that uh, later, I think. But, um, but yeah, but, in, in, but right, yeah, or then, because she's saying, basically, like, Hannibal's downfall is the fact that yes. he is so self-congratulatory mm-hmm. and obsessed with his own cunning. And this is, like, a quote that comes, like, straight from, I think, the novel, from mm-hmm. one of the books. Um, and I think it's also in Silence of the Lambs, if I remember correctly. Um, and, no, it is from Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Um, and she said, basically, that his own whimsy will be yeah. his downfall. Yeah. I was like, Which wow, is, what a way, what a thing to be brought down well, by. Well, in a way, with self-congratulation, it's almost kind of like, you think about reference you know the greek tragedies and the ancient epics like in a way like the greatest tragic flaw was always hubris Mm -hmm. right i think i'm invincible i think i'm so powerful Mm -hmm. i'm congratulating myself and that's what brings you down is hubris and the way this is kind of like hannibal's hubris of just like i'm just going to congratulate myself a bit too much just too much whimsy get a bit too playful with my murders and eatings i wrote Go ahead. Well, this scene, when we first yeah. see her, she's clutching her purse. She's, yes. She shook it. Scared. Shook it. She's like, I made it hard to find me on purpose. Oh, on purpose. Like, I want to know how they found her. Or where I she was. story, or where she was. We went, I can't remember if we find out or not. Maybe maybe the yeah. next season. Uh, yeah. Oh, you see her, like, pacing the, the fucking room. She's yes. like. I wonder how long she's been in there for. Because she was in there when Jack and Will were having their meeting. She's been in there. <laughs> I wonder if someone's like, hey, you should go in this room. Want some coffee? No, you're good? Okay. Someone will be in here at some point. Yeah, yeah. Like, lock <laughs> the door. Yeah. No cell service. Well, one see, like, concrete that, room. That made yeah. me think, like, are they keeping Freddy just, like, in that room? Like, where is she? Is no, she's she... in that weird, like, apartment loft question mark hotel No, that was room. before they, ca- that was before she, like. Oh, it was? Got... Yeah, because I remember the last time we, we see, we see her last, um, excuse me. <laughs> we see her last episode. Um, and who is it? Oh, Alana's talking to Jack. Jack's like, come in here. And he like opens some FBI room and she's yeah. in there. Is she still in there? I, I, I would love it. I would love that this is like a cabin in the woods scenario where instead of like, instead of like weird like glass boxes full of like yeah. demons, there's just like interrogation rooms littered with people. Just full of witnesses. <laughs> like people we've seen in the past, like Franklin's and Sleeping on the floor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would love if Franklin was still alive. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, when, after this scene, did you want to do that? Yeah, segment? let's. Let's. Because let me get into it some more. Yeah, this is a good opportunity. Holy shit, I'm excited for this Eat the Crew. This is a hot off the presses. It's going to be good. I mean, it's not hot anymore. No. <laughs> like, do you want to? Do you want to? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll, oh, I'll, oh, I'll This is a man. We got, I, I love what's on the side of the box. So we got, this is like a stop the presses, Eat the Crew emergency. We got Kentucky Fried Chicken's Cheetos Sandwich. Mm. Hell yeah, baby! This is this is a this is like the er eat the crew. This is like why we do what we do. I'm not sure that I've ever even had regular KFC. Oh, I have. It's good. In my life. Do you want to describe the box it's in? Yeah, because it's in a box. Oh, great! So um, <laughs> these commercials are really. I don't know if you've seen the commercials for this, but it's really obnoxious. I haven't. Um, I mean, but Chester is a fucking douchebag. Yeah, Chester is a douchebag. Um, so the box is. Uh, uh, like it's like Chester's head. I'll take a picture of it, and it's like one of those clamshell boxes, and you open it up and like, <laughs> like you're a opening Big Mac his box, basically. Yeah, you open it up like you're opening his mouth, um, and it says KFC Cheeto sandwich, and it's and it's decorated like Chester himself in all his glory. So here's a description of what it is. Um, 
It's a crispy kernel sandwich, which is a crispy chicken sandwich, smothered in Cheetos sauce and then a layer of crunchy Cheetos. So here's the thing. I have put Cheetos in sandwiches many times in my life. Cheetos are chips and, chips and Cheetos yeah. are great in a sandwich. It's this Cheetos sauce that I'm most intrigued by. It smells like And Cheetos. there seems to be Cheetos dust on the chicken, which is almost like a Doritos Locos taco. So we only got one, so we're going to share. Um, we're going to do like a Lady and the Tramp, you buy one side style. Uh, we should have cut it in half beforehand. We should have cut it in half. So uh, Jack got this at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then I put it in the refrigerator. And so it is currently 6.30 in the afternoon. So it's definitely cold by now. Um, we'll oh. ju- we can just go one at a time, I think. Great. That's probably the best thing to Great. do. Great. And, and like... Don't worry about talking with your mouth full. I can just cut out. So if there's a little bit choppy right now, listeners, in like the next few seconds, it's because I will have edited out some like wet mouth chewing sounds. So go ahead and chew it, and then we can talk about your tasting after you've had it. The bottom of the bun is, <laughs> it looks like the cheese. <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> the cheese sauce is like leaked or something like that. It's just like spread out. And so the bottom yeah. of the bun is like completely like stained this like holographic orange oh, it's or the whatever. greasy, it's like like... It's like a greasy bun, like on that orange, but it's like a like a electric orange. But yeah, it's like a chicken patty. Okay, I'm I'm uh, I'm going in. I'm scared. Go for it. I mean, it's like it's a chicken sandwich with Cheetos on it. I mean, it's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. It's a chicken sandwich with Cheetos on it. Is the sauce the sauce is under? Where, where, where's the sauce? The sauce is on top of the chicken. Okay, it's like I want it to be a bun. creamy sauce. Oh, oh, there's some creamy sauce underneath. You see, that's the creamy sauce. No, I think. Oh no, I think that's. I have no idea. I think it's just regular cheese that's down there, oh. keeping the Cheetos in place. So it's like oh. bun. Oh shit, lost a Cheeto. Bun, Cheeto, chicken, sauce, bun. I guess. The sauce is so thin. I it is. I was hoping it'd be like a queso or something like that. Oh, yeah. All okay. right, so I'm going in as well. Okay, so it basically is like, yeah, it's a chicken sandwich, decent chicken patty. I think KFC is tasty sure. for chicken fast food. I have no standards. <laughs> the problem with it is that these fucking Cheetos are stale as shit. They're stale, yeah. You have like... Like orange <laughs> marks about me, your mouth. Like, is it like you're like a vampire? Like, yeah, you're... <laughs> coming, to, coming to get you. No, no, I'm into this. I mean, like, yeah, it's as if you, like, it basically is like, hey, let's capitalize. Yeah. I, okay, listeners, <laughs> so Melina's cleaning off her mouth with a napkin. Instead of putting water or something else, she, she, she just poured a little bit of her beer, a sour, tarted, fruited sour, if onto works, her napkin to wipe her mouth off. So, like, that, I just want you guys to know that just happened. That is my brand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, the problem is that, yeah, go ahead and take another bite. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The, the Cheetos, I, honestly, this might be better if we were eating it fresh. I mean, that's, and that's no one's fault but our own and with the fact that we just, we have lives that don't accommodate that. But, if you were to sit down at a KFC, which you know we all do, um, all do, then uh, then yeah, it it could no, be, it's fine. It's not bad, or just like make this yourself at home. Easily, I don't know. easily make yourself at home. Yeah, if you have a bag of Cheetos, just slap them on a sandwich, you're good to go. No, I'm into it. Like Cheetos branded things, this is so much better and more normal than the than the Burger King Mac and Cheetos flaming hot mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, Shout out! I wish they would bring back for this podcast because it's truly transcendently insane um and that needs to be experienced um yeah by any connoisseur of fine food (laughs) don't get rid of it i'm gonna eat that later i'm gonna eat it when it's even more stale yeah i'm just uh, i'm just just getting it out of our way um wowie that wowie zowie did we do the theme song to open it up oh shit (laughs) i just realized that we'll just close it out close it out 
We ate the crew. 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 Uh, uh. What's up? You hear something? You okay? I heard my what sounded like just tr- children screaming. Children laughing. <laughs> spooky, spooky music. But maybe it's all in my head. Do you ever watch a documentary now? Yes. You know, the, like the I've only seen the the war room moment, like the James like. It's like a James Carver's like, how about we add like children seeing have a birthday all spooky like? Okay, so that would add another 15 seconds. God damn it, I'm not here to haggle over 10 fucking seconds. That's like one of the best episodes. Yeah. It's so good. Is it good if you have no idea what the documentary is? Because most of them I have never heard of the documentary. Never heard, yeah, yeah, I agree. Most, vast majority, I think I've maybe seen one of the documentaries that they do, but no, it's it's still good. It's still good? Okay, good. Because Wait, did you you saw that one? I've seen the, the war Kimberly. room. It's oh, great. The war room, right? The war room is great. Um, and you know, which is about the the ninety two election of Clinton, which was going to be about Clinton, and then it was, ended up being about James Carville and George Stephanopoulos, yes. who ran his campaign. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of making fun of that. Yes, heavily, <laughs> heavily. So I was wondering if if you have no idea what the other documentaries are, if it's still funny. So it is. Yeah, that's the only documentary now episode that you've seen then. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Got it. Good. Good. Because I've, I, I had the same thing with How Did This Get Made recent, like years ago when I first started getting to How Did This Get Made, where, where I was like, I'll only listen to the ones if I've seen the movie. And then quickly I was like, wait a second. I don't Doesn't need to have seen this movie. Yeah. I will watch the trailer. I'm like, okay, I get what this is. Yes. And then the episode's amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> seeing Melina so is soon. seeing How Did This Get Made live in Jul- later this month. I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> they're, the, they're going on tour. They're coming through the Southeast. And I will be out of t- like the country when it's happening. I'm so heartbroken. Sorry to hear that, bro. I'm telling you Ooh. all, but I'll be there. I'll bring a picture of you if you'd like. And Please just sit do. it on my lap. And it'll Please be just do. like your essence is there. Please do. No problem. you got to have questions. you got to ask questions. you no. got to have second opinions. I'm song. just going to sit there and laugh and clap and not, you not go, make zoom, a ruckus. Zoom. you got to do that. Okie dokie. All right. Hit us Costume with them time. Hey, I, neither of these lyrics have been prepared. I just didn't have time today. Mm. So. Mm, 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 mm. Why am I opening like this? I don't know. Red. Rap. Top. Bedelia's hair. Looks amazing. This wasn't what I was going to do, but here we are. Costumes. Wow. That was like. I was going to do something totally different, and then I just fell into that. That felt like a real, like, death poetry jam. Moment. It did. I would love. You've seen. Was it was it twenty two Jump Street when yeah. he does the like death poetry? Yes. Poetry, <laughs> like, <laughs> am I here? Am I there? Like yes. it was uh, amazing. That's exactly. <laughs> like shitty college improv team. Like, uh. yeah. Do we have any suggestions? Well, do. Do, <laughs> Which is amazing because like that's like a cliche in improv circles. Like the literal worst suggestion to yell is dildo. Yeah, it gets to a point with improv groups that I've seen where they're like, give us a suggestion but don't make it if dildo, you yell dildo comic, I'm fucking hate like, you. like condom, dick, like anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let's get into the, 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 those costumes. The ones I could see, at least. The ones you could see. So in the opening scene, Hannibal has this beautiful blue shirt, plaid brown, plaid brown suit. Nice contrast there. I you love know, the orange brown blue. is a bit too much. It was a blue and yeah. brown, How and it looked you? great. Yeah, blue and brown, always. It's almost always. like wearing a blue shirt is a great choice. <laughs> I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like this passive aggressively still dig at the orange shirt during Don't this whole process. Don't do it. You're hurting my orange heart. Oh, you're hurting your orange heart. It's heart. It's orange now for that Cheetos dust. God. Uh. 
Um, so Mason in the judging the drawings, yeah. he looks great. I mean, he's like he beautifully tailored. He had a Always. vest. He had his jacket again was off. Probably, probably like tossed on the floor or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> vest, nice blue shirt, and the tie was blue, and yeah. he looked like a light colored vest, tailored perfectly. I mean, he looked great. He always does. I mean, yes, of it's course. It's tailored to the guts. It's beautiful. Just head to toe. But he does the double-breasted thing, right? He did that last episode, I think. Or he, really? Yeah, I think he he's he's so tailored, it's like he's wrapped up in nothing but fabric that's like yeah. perfectly, it looks like he sleeps in it, probably. When we saw um, Hannah Gadsby, she mm. talked about like not having like a prototypical body, and it's always been hard, and like whatever, and she goes, and then this year I finally got a tailored suit, which is what she was wearing. Yeah. It's blue pantsuit looks great. And she's like, where have I been? Like, what is this? You put on yes. something tailored, and you're like, this is amazing. She's like, people, don't go to the gym. Get a tailor. That's right. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, okay, people, if you've ever watched a What Not to Wear, I'm obsessed with that show. That's what they love to say. When people are like, oh, my body doesn't fit clothes. They're like, no, you don't You don't make your body fit clothes. You make your clothes fit you. You yeah. take clothes to get tailored. You'll feel much better. I'm trying to convince parents. And it isn't that. even that expensive. You're like the dry cleaners, and they'll take your shirt. Your your jacket in or whatever, yeah. yeah. No, you just get getting like your pants hemmed is like fifteen bucks or something. Like that yeah, it's not that crazy. Or just um, and you feel friend. like a million bucks, like especially for like with oh. a suit jacket. Yeah, I mentioned this before, but like a perfectly tailored suit. Yeah, when you put the jacket on and it just hugs you perfectly, it feels amazing. Mamma mia. Um, so then Margot was getting dressed. She has this like blue yellow pattern top. Margot, oh right. She puts yes. her pants on. Yeah. And then she turns around, we see the cut, and then she has yeah. this, like, blue-yellow patterned-ish, like, a Just lot of blue mess top. Kind of, yeah, kind of a floral, yeah, exactly. Like a v-neck, like, silky blouse type of thing. Yeah. Oh, look nice. Yeah, it looked great. And then Hannibal's there with a striped shirt, almost like Chilton-esque, like, stripey, stripey I shirt. I did not, I did clock that, yeah. Brown and blue paisley tie. Looks great. Always. He looks great in this episode. Like, he's not striking out at he's all not doing, in this episode. But he's not, like, trying to stand out. Like, he's not doing his no, orange shirt. No, he's got his, he's like, standard looks. Staples. And then Delia looks flawless. She should, flawless. So she wears the Alana Bloom wrap dress. Red wrap top, a kind of a pencilish skirt with like a pattern on the front. Yeah, a little pattern on the front. A little, yeah, red wrap top. This blonde hair, Her just hair, perfect. Perfectly, like, combed over to one side. And it's got, like, a little, some waves in it, a little curl. Ooh, she looks like she's oh. just been, like, preserved in, yes. like, a little doll box or 100%. something. 100%. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I know exactly what you mean. She's, like, <laughs> she had flawless um, I love how like sh- like how they make her that way. I think it's so interesting. She like talks so slow. She kind of glides. Yes. Just looks the beautiful. Uh, goals. Yes. Yeah. Look like Bedelia. <laughs> um, what else do you have? The next thing I have was later in the gelatin dinner scene. This gray and blue, just gorgeous gray and blue. Gray and blue looks so yeah, Hanny. Mm-hmm. I didn't write any notes for Jack. Jack's just wearing Jack I stuff. I know Jack. I did. Uh, I think in his meeting with Will was wearing uh, like a blue shirt and like a dark suit. Pattern ties. Again, where is Bella? Hashtag justice. For yes, Bella. where, where is, is, she? is she? Where is Shelly <laughs> Miscavige? I'm going to keep asking. <laughs> and you should. Fuck Scientology. Uh, um, yeah, and then oh, what Margo if like later. all of Vanables was like we're like Scientologists secretly, and like we didn't realize that, and we just insulted everybody. Like, I you mean, know what? Sorry though. I mean, I know I'm fine. We I'm can a, talk. I'm about a suppressive it. person, then I no, guess. You, I guess I'm an SP. <laughs> I mean, I'd be I'd be interested to hear their thoughts. How about that? Yes, drop me up to that emitter. Let's see. You know. Yeah, <laughs> let me. Let's I, go up the ladder. There's a lot of things in this world that don't make sense. I mean, so if you have 
some defense of Scientology, then let's hear it. Well, that like from Going Clear, you see you watch Going Clear all the time. All the time. Like I love the one guy's like, okay, like theology requires leap of faith. That's what religion is. But right. you can sum up Christian like theology, Muslim theology, in yeah. a paragraph. Sure. The, the bare bones. What's sure. the theology? What's the myth? Yeah. You don't even find out about Zenu the Galactic over until like you're like halfway up the ladder or whatever. Like what the fuck? That's why I watch Going Clear. I think it just gives me a good laugh because it's yeah, just it's great. such pure and like especially Drunk History did an episode on L. Ron Hubbard. Oh yeah, where it's like he's so clearly just this like megalomaniac yeah. who was just looking to just rake in cash by oh, yeah. creating a church. Oh, I watched The Master again recently. The, the, oh, the, yeah. the PTA movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah. like basically as L. Ron Hubbard. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. So gorgeous of a movie. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's just nonsense. But people, all right, people buy into it. All right. Sorry. Although after watching Going Clear, I had a thought, I was like, I kind of want to get audited. <laughs> I know, but if you do, you'll never leave the never building. Never leave the building. Yeah, You're never, not allowed never. to leave. Yeah, never, right? I kind of want to do auditing and just like, they used right to. Right up the street, our Scientology yes, buildings. Right yeah, the they probably still do in New York. When I was in high school in the Times Square subway station, which is a big underground complex, mm-hmm. they would have them set up with their tables and their e-meters and like Dianetics, mm-hmm. and they were like, come sit down here for a second. Wow. And I would see people doing it, and I'm like, wow, in public, that takes a level of like self-confidence to be like, all right, yes. I know that everyone thinks this is insane. Yes. I'm going to sit here in a subway station and like be the guy who's like getting audited here. Sure. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> you can audit me and I'm fascinated by it, but do it behind closed doors when no one knows about it. Except for my close friends and yeah, we all know and we all like, know it's ironic. Friends walk by we they're like, We all know Jack? it's ironic. Exactly right. Yeah, no, 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 no. Jack, no. <laughs> oh, I don't right. know how we got off on that, but. <laughs> um, okay, wait, and then Margot, um, whenever she, at the end, oh, when she shit, walks yes. up to Mason, She's in this amazing, 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 like black shirt with this red and black blazer, yes. with like a black collar, and this that collar. thick gold choker on. It's like those like tribal like neck extenders. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like that. I know. She looked great, and her big like the blazer was giving giving her these like strong shoulders. I was like, she had like oh, a side yeah. bun in her hair or something done. She looked great. I love the big red lips. I love red lipstick. You should try it out. No, I'm okay. Okay. I'm, I, I, I'm not, not from like a, no, I'm a guy, but like I've never had any interest in lipstick. Yeah. Well, that's dope. Um, um, where, where are we? I wrote, I wrote some other fucking things down. Uh, I, I just love when Hayes in his shirt sleeves and he's drawing when, when Carlo mm. comes in, when he's just in his shirt Bonjour. sleeves. Bonjour. No. Oh, that was amazing. Um, I have so many notes, this guys. so loud. I know. Sorry. It's like like crusty, like legal <laughs> pad. Like, it's the like, loudest paper like, in America. Like, 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 like it, it got wet at some point, and so now it's like kind of crinkly. You know what I mean? Like the, like the legal pad oh gets... Oh, my God. Um, I... I wrote Regina George for for when Mason had like the like the head thing on because remember the end of Mean Girls when Regina has the like whole head gear on. Yes, yeah, I guess that is a costume. Yeah, exactly. And, and I love his like face guards like to, to like help the healing and like block from like it's looking crazy. The like yeah. it, it's like it's just like a like a plain mask. It's like face color with, with like a fake mouth on it and whatever. Yes, trippy. I know, but I was like, I'd rather look at that than what is truly under there because it's not, it's no good. No, nah, man, give me that content. <laughs> no. That's like, that's like a Aaron Eckhart in uh, Dark Knight. He's like half of his face was all burnt off and shit. Oh, right, yeah. Give me that content. Give me that content. Turn your head to face. Come on, yeah. Let me see it. Thought you were dead. Half. Flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Anything else? No. I love it. No. I love it. 
Let's close it out. Do, 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 do. Whoa, she's wearing that red blazer and the gold all around her neck. Oh, yeah. Well, what's he wearing all the time? <laughs> Loved it. Thank you. So good. So the next scene we get to after um, the whimsy is Will and Hannibal with the wine. He's just beautifully pouring this wine out of his decanter, mm-hmm. which my dad does the decanter, and it's so, it's so like, hilarious. He has the same thing as Hannibal with, like, the thin neck and, uh-huh. like, the super, super fucking wide. wide bottom. I know. Like, I was disc-shaped looking, bottom. I was looking yeah. at those, actually, last night in bed as I was, like, online shopping. I was like, I should get a decanter. It's fun. Yeah. I will say, it's like I make fun of it, but yet it's fun to, like, pick up the thing and, like, kind of pour yeah. the wine out of it. Oh. oh, I'm definitely getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Ikea this weekend, so I'm just going to get an Ikea one. Though, he does this with, like, his whiskey or cognac or whatever he has, his Covassier. <laughs> I don't get the putting it out of the bottle into the, like, the crystal. Oh, the, oh you don't? No, because, like... You do it with wine once you uncork it and you pour it. Mm-hmm. It aerates it, and then you're ready to rock and roll. Sure. But, like, keeping your whiskey permanently in this unmarked yeah. crystal thing, I don't get... I like looking at the label, it's knowing what aesthetic. it is. It is very beautiful. He knows what it is, I'm sure. He I know, exactly I guess. But, what, like, what, I have a lot of different whiskeys, and I like choosing the bottle I want, and, like, oh, this is what I'm drinking okay. now. Well, then you don't put the... You don't get a crystal jar then, Jack. <laughs> Let Hannibal have his goddamn crystal vases. No. Fucking take off your orange shirt, <laughs> get rid of your crystal. Let's fight. Let's fight. He would kill me in a second. In, in, no, did you see that leg sweep? <laughs> that he was un- oh, sweep no. the leg. That was some Cobra Kai. Sorry, <laughs> that was some Cobra Kai sweep the leg shit. Yes, and he did it flawlessly. Fuck tasers aren't fair. Tasers are cheating. Yeah, how could he? No, fight no. like a real man. Yes, mono mono. Come Put on, your Carlo. Up. Put your dukes up. <laughs> I got my heartbeat running away. Wow. Wasn't that like putting the dukes up? Right? right? That, that's a lyric from the Nicki Minaj song? Wow. Okay, oh, come I on, guys. I was, I'm not a Nicki Minaj. My name is Nicki Minaj person. and I could do da, 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 Put your dukes up. Yeah, you got oh, my heartbeat. Okay, yeah. I Always guess. count on me for a really obscure end of like pre chorus lyric. Wow. Um, so, Hanny, this is again with the becoming shit. He's like, you're waking up to who you are. And Lofi goes, like, Mason's a problem and problem solving is hunting. Yeah, okay, wait. I'm trying to figure out where the fuck I am in my notes. <laughs> where the fuck? <laughs> problem solving is hunting, and they're like, let's share in this. Okay, problem solving is hunting. It's a savage pleasure, and we are we are born to it. Uh, right, that's what he says. Um, this is Will being like, you're fostering codependency in me. Yeah, this is the tunnel vision scene. Whenever they're talking oh. to each other, and like suddenly, I was Obscurious. like, I was like, wait, <laughs> did my phone screen go black or something? I was like, I, what is occurring? No, it's 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 like you're looking at them through a peephole. Yeah, I was thinking like in like magical beats, like this is obscurious. It's like this crazy like yeah, smoky. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, exactly. What is this? Um, but and 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 then I was like, what does this mean? Like, of course there was a reason that like the DP like did this. So is this supposed to, and of course, every scene that we see the two of them in, at least recently, they're talking and the camera gets closer and closer and closer. And it's supposed to be this like, it's only them in this world. Like it's only them here and now. So I was like, is this supposed to be another one of those, this tunnel vision thing? Is that, mm-hmm. is that what it means? Like it's only the two of them or like they're, they're zeroed in on each other or something like that? Like, I, I guess so. I think that's what it is. There's like tunnel vision and they're like focused only on them and like this kind of blending of who's who and it kind of jumps back and forth from their faces. 
like I guess and then there was I, I mean this is okay I'm jumping back an entire episode but I don't think I brought it up last episode speaking of like weird one-on-one like camera work they were having some deep conversation with each other Will and Hanny and it was the camera made it look like they were talking to themselves mm-hmm. like Hannibal would be talking and then it would cut away as if it were going to cut to Will but it just cut to Hannibal sitting there like looking at himself talking. Yes, that was very odd. And I was like, oh, are, you, are they saying like, oh, the reflections of each yeah. other? Or like, oh, when he's talking to himself, he's really talking to Will or like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I was like, there's a lot to be read into these, this like camera choice in the cinematography Definitely. of these like the scenes between the two of them. Definitely. And it kind of flows into like, you don't want anything, you don't want me to have anything that isn't you. It's just the two of us. We're, yeah. the, tonight's the night when two become one. Like, <laughs> let's like... Yes, yeah, we're both alone without each other. There's a there's this like running thread of like what happened like what happens when you're alone, like the the risk of being alone, who's alone, who who do you have on your side, who do you not like during this whole episode. And so Will says we're both alone without each other. Ooh. Okay, well. Ooh. Who are you trying to convince? Yeah, right. <laughs> um yeah, and then and then it cuts to Jack and Delia when when, when he's like um He's like, so you got your immunity, huh? And then she's like, you are so fucked, you don't even realize it. Yeah, because Jack's like, we're so close, we're about to catch him. And she goes, if you think you're about to catch Hannibal, mm-hmm. it's because he wants you to yeah. think that. He, he only wants you to think you're in control. You're never. You're fucked. Yeah. I wish that she maybe would have told me that at the beginning of the season because I spent this whole, or yeah, I spent this whole season going, oh no, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't until right now that I'm like, oh, right, he's, and even at the end of this episode, I'm like, oh, Hannibal, you've got a plan. Like, I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not buying what you're selling here. Um, well, it takes attention away if you knew beforehand that everything's going to be fine. I know. I worry about my little murder daddies. Well, like, I feel like, this kind of thing and then what happens later when he talks to to Mason and Mason's like no I'm fine is Mm -hmm. what makes Jack is kind of this is what jumps Jack into what we know is going to happen next episode Mm -hmm. with the fight Mm -hmm. he's like I've tried every method I've tried to sting operation I've tried to catch him I've tried to Mm -hmm. to, to double cross all this different stuff and it's not fucking working I gotta just take matters in my own hands come to blows yeah you know I feel like this is what's great what's great about this episode is that it really um, it really kind of sets things up even more after last episode and like makes you fully see the motivations behind what we know Jack will end up having to do or choosing to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess he gets to the end of his rope. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, clearly. As, no as other options. Seen, no I know option. this guy is what he is. I can't pin it down on him. I have to just take him out. I was really trying to parse out whatever it was that Bedelia was talking about, about... <sighs> Will being aware. He was talking about how Hannibal takes advantage best of people whenever they're unaware. And Will is like painfully aware of what he's doing. So in that, so because of that, Hannibal is not, I don't know. I was like, what are you trying to say? She was like, oh, Hannibal knows Will better than Will knows himself. So he like knows the game that's going on. And so by that reason that you're not going to catch him. I was getting like lost in her. Yeah, me too. In her, um, she was like lecturing Will. Oh yeah. And Jack too. She was like, you guys are, you're so fucked. You're dum-dums. You can't protect him. You still can't. You think you can like, uh, no. Yeah. 
which is okay yeah and we'll get to it but i got so frustrated with will at the end because it was very clear he was getting to the end of his rope with this whole scenario Mm -hmm. and i'm annoyed at what he did so next scene is them making the gelatin just beautiful music yeah. And he's boiling the thing. And you're like, what's this? It's a soup? Is it a stock? Oh, no, it's gelatin. And we've talked about the possibility that, because he's used jello before, the possibility that the jello is human. That was definitely like a jawbone of like a horse or a deer. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. When he pulled out this jawbone, it was like very I'm sure he's tried it, though. Maybe. Yeah, probably not. And it's, I love when he does the jello and then he pours the fish in. And there's, there's a weird line. He goes in, almost grabs the beer, and then he's like, Nah, and then just grabs the Jello instead. Oh, yeah, you remember not, that scene? He's not worthy like, of that his was good so beer or interesting. Like that. I know because I was like, "What is he? What is he lingering on?" And it was yeah. like, "Yeah, his like homemade beer or whatever that was in he's the like, fridge." Nah, just vodka. He's like, "Yeah, just vodka on ice. Yeah, vodka in an ice bucket." Like, is this what is he like there's like this crazy Jello mold, Bunk fish cake thing. mold. Yeah. Then there's like a like a fish pie, and then there's yes. like something else. Yeah, I found a, a good picture actually online. People on Twitter actually posted it today. Um, oh, I, I'm right. blanking on who it was. Someone was like, no one wants any part of this. Oh, this is something else. But yeah. This, and I this was like, is... oh, don't worry. We're getting into it. It is disgusting. It's bonkers. There's like the fish that are in circles around each other. So it's like, you don't know who's yeah, chasing whom. Yeah, the metaphor whom. of who's chasing whom. And they were so obviously like, we're both talking around this right now. Who's pursuing whom? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm surprised Jack even went over there. Like, knowing what Hannibal is and knowing how close he... Like, Courtesy. Yeah, yeah, I guess you don't want to be rude. He knows the discourteous thing earlier. He's like, I have to... If I've been invited to dinner, I need to, A, act yeah. like it's all good. Yeah. Right? As, as I can't tip my hand. And B, I need to accept the invite. Right? I have to... Courtesy is so important. Yeah, yeah. And again, speaking of that, Hannibal's sitting not at the head of the table. Yeah. Putting himself on equal footing with Jack as a courtesy back to Jack, as a sign of respect. Right, right. He leaves the head of the table open. Right, for sure. Oy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whomever is pursuing whom in this very moment, I intend to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that that, that weird fruit, like, fish shell can't be good? It's got to be disgust of. Fuck no, it can't be good. I no. try it, but it's got to be disgusting. It's got to be it's so salty. It's got peas in it and various mushrooms and stuff. And fi- like big, like, like 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 sardine-esque fish. Yeah, right. Salt. It's just salty. It's salty. Fuck. Like, do you slice it? Like a piece of yes, cake? Yes, he did that. Oh, he did? Yeah, okay. That's not good. It's wild. And then there's this creepy piano music with more cooking. And then it's like he's cooking for... Will's cooking for the dogs. I was confused by this next scene. Mm. There's like... He's throwing something in a stew. He's grinding some meat. And there's like creepy... Oh, this creepo. is whenever Mason shows yes. up. Yes. Like creepo piano music. And then it cuts then to Will crash at the front porch. Being like, all right, guys, eat up. Like yeah. feeding his dogs out of a bowl. And I was like, he's cooking for his dogs? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, All right. I've known people, especially if you have a, a dog with a sensitive yeah. stomach or something like that, you cook up some chicken for him, something like that. And then he's being taken by Mason. Yeah, just Mason like, no, rolls up in his limo. and like, uh, like Rolls Royce limo. Yeah, exactly. And gets out and he's like, like this way. Straight out of like a Grey Poupon ad. Like, like this like Rolls Royce. It's a cartoon. And then Hanny's drawing. He's just sketching away. And then Carlo shows up. Buongiorno, tutori. Buongiorno, Mason Vocage, your company. Come over with me. I prefer no. <laughs> Preferment no. Like whatever he says. Like I prefer no. Like I'm going to speak Italian to you until you speak. <laughs> and then there's the fight. The guy comes. He dabs him, stabs his fucking leg. Spin yeah. kicks the guy. And then he gets tased. 
Yeah, get, well, not after um, uh, Mateo. Mateo! <laughs> Mateo yanks a scalpel out of his leg. You shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Mateo, no. Mateo. <laughs> Bleed. My buddy Mateo. Um, so, yes, and then, what, Hannibal wakes up in that straitjacket yeah. that Hannibal or that Will envisioned him in, strung up just like he wanted. Um, and I and I was like, is this Will's plan? I was like, this surely cannot, this is too brazen to be Will's actual plan. No. Mason hands him the knife like a dum-dum. Will spins Hannibal around, cuts him out, and then gets knocked in the base of the skull. Will does. Yeah. He didn't plan on that. (laughs) Yeah, it gets out like a light. Out like a freaking light. Wakes up, everybody's gone. Well, this is a thing that never gets addressed in a lot of TV shows and movies. People get hit, get hit in the head, blows to the head, get knocked unconscious, wake up at some other point. And we rarely ever see them dealing with any kind of concussion symptoms later in the later in the show. Yeah, rarely. Like, sometimes. Rarely are they like puking. They're not like what? Yeah. Like you know, like all the things you know that can happen. With people have concussions. You never. Oh, man. People get knocked unconscious so easily in movies and TV shows, and yes. then never display any kind of side effects from that later. Except oh. like, oh, my head kind of hurts. It's like, that uh, that wolf trap living. He's just <laughs> strong as an ox out there. I love that Mateo's like, this is personal. And the channel's just trolling. Carlo. Did he, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Carlo is like, this is personal. And Hannibal's like, did, did he foul himself? I bet he smelled better than you right now. He's just like yeah. fucking That's red. a uh, Silence of the Lambs callback. Hannibal says that to like one of the guards. Yes, yes, like yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love it. He's like, ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. Yeah, with a little sauce Like Mason's like doing this like Mario voice. Yeah, I was like, is this racist? I don't know. I was like, what is this? He's doing yeah. this like caricature voice. It's like Mario. Like it's, all right, Will, it's time for you to put him down. And then, ugh. I, when I, I wish this scene wasn't blurry. Yeah, like when we, I love the fight. Like he cuts Hannibal down. Hannibal frees himself, and like obviously grabs Mason, kills Carlo, and like because it's from Will's perspective, it comes blurry. But I'm like, uh, I really wanted to see the. Fight. I, would, I love watching Hannibal fight. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted that more been of a that. Thing of beauty that would have been. Nice. I wanted more of Hannibal fighting. Yeah, yeah. So right, the well comes to finally. Everyone's gone. He raises up the, like, conveyor, like, hanger belt, and it's Carlo, right? I first thought it was Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Oh, my God. Just the way his face looked, I was like, what's going on? Is this, like, another Garrett Jacob Hobbs, like, hallucination, and then who is it really? No, 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 it's just Carlo with no legs. Carlo with no butt. No butt. No legs, no butt. No legs, no butt. No. No shoes, no shirt, no service. (laughs) No legs, no... And then I just love Hannibal gassing Mason. I wrote, this blood visual feels out of place. The like, you oh, know, get, goes get into the his little veins. powder. And the veins in the heart. Like, just that visual feels like from another movie. It feels like from a uh, house, maybe. From Something like house. that. Yeah, it just felt out of place for this show. I don't know if we've seen that kind of shot before, we and have. I've forgotten. And you loved it. Here it is. What, the mushroom? You, no, sir. This <laughs> is what it was, and you loved it, and now you've forgotten it. Okay. Because it was tapping into your little... Oh, speech language. I'm, I'm like making a Jesus mockery. Jesus Christ. What is happening now? <laughs> it's the opera singer when we come like out her okay. throat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. That was definitely like a, like a sped up inside anatomical shot. Yes. And I yeah. enjoyed that because it was like, here's vocal folds. This just was like like the kind of like sped up, like, whoa, heart, like eyes dilate, like kind of cliched thing you see when people do drugs. Yes. It was just weird. Mm. And then I love that like sparks flying in the background. It's a boar's head. Like, I love I mean, all- again, this, this scene was fascinating 
But it, I also couldn't wait for it to be over. It was like, uh, it was the visuals on top of Mason's just like screaming, laughing <laughs> on top like of the, laughing. Like, the music was just so like, crazy. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait for this to be over. This is miserable. Um, I just love Mason's acting in this. He's just like, yeah. what is this? I have? Oh, like, he leans right Show in. me on you, though. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, poor Will gets to his house. This is when you don't know where he is yet. So you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Poor Winston is just sitting there quiet as fuck on the back front porch. Winston, what's, where's everybody else? Yes, Brian Fuller said that Winston was the like moral center of the dogs in that situation. Because he's like not taking part in the face eating. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that then Wilson's sense. like, I Mason's like, I actually have two dogs. I kept them in a cage, and like one of them killed each other. I was like, Jesus Christ! Right? Yeah, I put, I should have put you and Doctor Lecter in a cage together. Yeah, and he's just feeding them his cheeks. I could uh, again. My my note on this scene, I said this aired on NBC. I can't get over yes. this aired on primetime NBC. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, what? That's sort of like Will has to keep this shit together. He's coming in. He has to be like. Okay. Like, he can't be like, what the fuck? Like, what? Holy shit! Like, he has to be like, okay. No, he wants him, this is the fucking Bedelia coercion. Like, this is what he wants him to do, to just, like, convince you that this that's what you want. I'm hungry. Well, but then they play chicken. Then. Yeah, you know, go for it. Hello, all right, yummy. Um, and, and then there's, like, you kill him. No, you kill him. And he, and mm-hmm. he has talking about pity. And about mercy, mercy and, murder and murder are both kind of human constructs. They don't, right. they don't really exist. Yes. And what is that? Mercy? No, murder only matters to us or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, exactly. Constructs. So then, so then, yeah. So then basically they're playing the, no, you kill him. No, you kill him. No, you so he, him. No, you he, he's like, you first. kill him, Will. And Will's like, no, you kill him. And I was like, oh, I see what's up. So he snaps his neck, but not but enough not to really. kill him. Yes. I know. I was like, whoa, don't snap his neck. I was like, yikes. And then I was like, oh, no, he okay. Yeah, like, okay in a relative. Yeah, yeah, he's alive. He's alive, which is okay to me. And then just it cuts to the eel. Ooh, gorgeous creature. Oh, thank you. Clumsy, clumsy, clumsy. I just had a tumble in the oh, pig. Oh, fell on the pen. The pigs ate my face. And Jack's like, pigs ate your fucking face? They and can do the, that? And Jack's like, what? He's like, yeah, you never know. I'm just so grateful to Dr. Lecter. Do you think he honestly doesn't remember it because of all the drugs? Do you think he's like Stockholm Syndrome, like been convinced like oh yeah i think it's that i think he's like i'm not trying to have this man actually can touch i i thought i was untouchable this man touched me yep um i don't want that to happen again thank you nope this is when i wrote jack's got no recourse he's got to fight him himself this is the moment we're just like okay i was hoping this would play out it didn't i i gotta fucking take him down now that's interesting yeah i could see that I mean, truly, that's what it comes to, ultimately, next episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we know that fight happened. Hand we saw it in the beginning. So excited to watch that again. Yeah. And then and Margot, Margot shows, shows up, up, and she's and like, she's... I'm here to take care of you, dear. Yeah. Ultimate revenge. Okay. Yes. We're so close to the end. We are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it's just them talking about Patroclus and the Iliad and empathy. And, oh, it's, oh, okay, you're Patroclus. I'm Achilles. Okay. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, Patroclus was known for his empathy and uh, and battle-tested you know, he, friendships. He, he wore Achilles' armor, hiding, revealing his identity, and battle-tested friendships is a common Greek theme. Okay, great. Um, and he's like, "Will's like, this isn't sustainable. We can't, we can't keep doing this. Can't keep, we can't keep meeting like this." <laughs> um, I told you I'd leave like, my wife, but I can't. <laughs> and I was like, 
And I just love this look he gives. He goes, Achilles wished all Greeks would die so him and Patrocles could conquer Troy alone. He like looks at him like, you and me, baby. Could have been you and me. This together. Could have been <laughs> us, but you tripping like no. And then and then this is what pissed me off. This is where I was like, ooh, you showed your hand too fast. Or, or you, you really fucked up back at the house, but you're mm-hmm. really laying it out all on the table right now, and I can't stand you. As when Will goes, oh, you've got to reveal yourself. Like, you've got to give Jack the Chesapeake River, like, te- or the Chesapeake Ripper, like, tell him who you are. And then Hannibal goes, oh, Jack is my friend. I should reveal to him the truth. Which I was like, no, that was Hannibal going, no, I know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I saw it back at the house. I'm seeing it now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to confess Mm-mm. like you dumb dumb. Like, no, but nice try. Yeah. Could have been sweet to have us, you know, just killing people out here in, mm-hmm. in Troy all by ourselves. But I think a little bit though, hey, I was like, I still got a chance though. I still believe. Yo, yo, yeah. Still got. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, right. He was, yeah. He was saying, yes. Man, oh, man. It, uh, and and it that's ends. it ends. Yeah. I own the truth. Dun, dun, dun. Season finale time. I hope we do the next episode justice because it's like generally vastly everyone's favorite episode. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is a really high rated one, but the next one is, yeah, it's pretty much really like considered like the best, one of the best, not the best Hannibal episode. So, I mean, yeah. I'm excited for it. We gotta, we, we gotta do it right somehow. Somehow, some way. We gotta get right. We gotta get our heads right. We gotta get the, our game right, our heads right. All right, tell me what you ten are rating. out of motherfucking ten. I loved this episode. I was laughing when I was watching it because I'm a fucked up person. No. I love, I loved how it set things up. It set character motivations. Mm -hmm. It actually told us things, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. Um, You then see, like, oh, fuck, this plan didn't work out. There's no, like, I guess he's playing on this side. Like, there's enough mystery, but there's also, like, okay, I see what's building. I think it's it's both a beautiful bridge episode, but, like, a lot of shit happens in this episode. It's just exciting. There's cooking scenes. There's deaths. There's insanity. I just had a great time. I, I love this episode, both for the plotting of it. It was so dense. I was like, how is there only 28 minutes in this episode still? There's so much happening. There's a lot, yes. And so I'm giving it 10 out of 10 homemade bowls of dog food. Oh, nice. Okay, well. No, but you do you. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm not convinced it's a perfect 10 in my eyes. I, I think I'm going to give it a 9. It's I, hard to say that after next episode's is like so much better. Well, sure, I but know. Like, whatever. But, you know, whatever. I, I think I'm going to give it a solid nine. I rated it a little bit lower, but I'm, I'm after talking about it, I feel confident of that. The only thing that's knocking it down for me is just that I was just absolutely graded and like not in like an enjoyable way, but I was absolutely graded by the scenes with Mason and got them. it. So that, I think you're not alone in that. That really, I, I was like, I was considering fast forwarding through a lot of them. So okay. anyway. Um, but right, for all the same reasons, this, I mean, and, and to add on to your list, we see Delia again, and she looks flawless. Um, and and right, it just sets things up so beautifully. I loved the analogy the like, to the Greek mythology. I mm-hmm. thought that was really powerful. Um, and we get a really disgusting uh, gelatin, fish gelatin that situation. That was wacky. Wow, that'll linger uh, on me for a while in my mind. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Great. Um, and the scoring was amazing. Yes. The scoring. Oh, Let me tell you what my unit number is. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 cojones. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I love that. Because Mason yeah. says, like, well, send the Toro's well, cojones, cojones to his to, family. To Mateo's for family. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious. So it seems the fanable 
family, at least that mm-hmm. respond on Twitter, loves Hannibal's orange uh, shirt, and I don't. Yeah. I'm curious what the consensus on Mason. If if you're not alone in that, like, you're like, oh, fuck Mason, and I'm like, mm. he's crazy, he's horrible, he's upsetting, but, but I enjoy that. I enjoy, like, a villain, like a... Like, right. Like, I, I enjoy the cartoonishness of him. I find it entertaining. Right, I get that he's supposed to be an antagonist. Like, I get he's supposed to be a villain, but right, are you in my camp where it's like, okay, I get it, mm-hmm. like, I just can't stand to, like, see him on screen most of the time, or just, like, whenever he starts to really ramp it up, it's like, ugh. Or are you in Jack's camp where it's like, I love this. Yeah, like, the dude's, great. The dude's wild. Like, I don't want every episode, but when he comes in, oh. I'm like, okay, here All we are. Right. Something's gonna happen. Yeah, right, that's Something's roll. gonna go down. No, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as well. Um, hmm. He was worse than I remembered. I don't know. I just, I remember the Vergers and I remember really liking Margo, but Mason was just worse than I yeah. can imagine. Okie dokie. So this episode, as all episodes are, are recorded, mixed, edited by us, the Butchers, Jack and Melina. Our theme music is by Sean Hills and our logo design is by John Larson. Uh, follow us on Twitter if you'd like. Our handle is at FButchersPod. Um, go to theethicalbutchers.com to see some content there. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a question, comment. Um, just want to like send us some love or some hate to which you can address to Jack. Because um, I don't want that. Bring it. Um, you can email us at ethicalbutcherspodcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody. Deuces. Bye. Bye.